The following is a sermon from Pastor Timothy Borman and Sure Foundation, a church located in Woodside, Queens, New York, the world's most diverse community. For more information and for more audio content, go to sure-foundation.org. This morning, we bring to a conclusion our sermon series on the book of Ecclesiastes. This will be the last sermon in the sermon series. It will be the last sermon of the church year. And so hang with me. This is what the, the preacher, Kohelet, the teacher, brings to us today. This is from Ecclesiastes chapter 3. You can follow along in your bulletins. We're going to be on page 8 there. And if you're at home, open up your Bibles so that you can, you can follow along with us as we go through this text together. There is a time for everything. A season for every activity under the heavens. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. Time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate time for war, and a time for peace. What do workers gain from their toil? I have seen the burden God has laid on the human race. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart, yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. I know that there is nothing better for people than to be happy and to do good while they live, that each of them may eat and drink and find satisfaction in all their toil. This is the gift of God. I know that everything God does will endure forever. Nothing can be added to it and nothing taken from it. God does it so that people will fear him. Whatever is, has already been. And what will be, and what will be has been before. God will call the past to account. This is the word of the Lord. Earlier this week, Queen Elizabeth gave a sharp statement that resounded all over the world. She's 95 years old, by the way, and her health is failing. She was supposed to attend this last week, the General Synod of her own church, the Church of England. She couldn't go because of her failing health. So she made a statement that was shared with the General Synod. And this is what the title that made it across the pond said. The Queen said this, Queen sends poignant message after canceling outing. This is what she said. None of us can slow 
the passage of time. None of us. Time is a steam roller and you can't get out of its way. None of us can slow the passage of time. i got to tell you that, that right here, we have Solomon's most famous verses in the entire book of Ecclesiastes and perhaps of all of his writings. And if that's the only reason why you want to turn into this sermon, tune into the sermon, then I'll give thanks to God. But I think there's a better reason for you to follow along with me. And it's this, the Queen's right. None of us can slow down time. None of us can get out of its way. Times and seasons are coming whether you like it or not, and they are completely outside of your control. And what Solomon gives us today is a teaching about how to respond to time's relentless, the tick-tock of the clock. And he tells us to respond in three ways, and it's really beautiful. He's going to leave us today more humbled than perhaps you've ever been. More focused than perhaps you've ever been. And also more hopeful. You see, Solomon Solomon wants to push into your heart this truth. That the times and seasons are an incredible burden. Isn't that how he interprets his, song, his, his great poem? Look with me. Look with me at verse 10. I have seen the burden God has laid on the human race. It's like we're walking around and we got these heavy weights on our shoulders. It's, it's absurd how out of control this world is for us. There's a time for everything, he says. A time to be born and a time to die. And we are born, and it's completely outside of our control. We don't get to pick when we're born or where we're born or to whom we're born. Instead, we're just rudely shoved out into the world. We have our first cry, and we come to consciousness, and we try to understand it. What am I doing here? We have no control over it. We die the same way. We just blink off. No control over it. In fact, we have so little control and so little strength in that moment that we can't even raise our chest one more time to take a deep breath. We're born and we die. No control over it whatsoever. And in those really extreme moments in our lives, we learn this truth that, that pertains to all of the rest of our life. Life happens to us. It just happens to us. It's outside of our control. A bride walks down the aisle and the groom's face rejoices to see his bride coming down the aisle. And then we blink. And now that same groom follows the casket of his wife outside the church down that same aisle. A time to rejoice and a time to mourn. 
a shepherd, a shepherd finds one of his little lambs torn by wolves and, and he nurses that dear little lamb back to health. And then we blink. And now we see the shepherd with a knife to that grown sheep's throat. The sheep is suffering and in his death pains and he knows what he has to do. A time to kill and a time to heal. It's absurd. This is all of life. What a burden. We run around and we are so convinced in that moment that we are doing the exact right thing. And then the clock turns and we do the exact opposite, equally convinced that this is what we're supposed to be doing. It's absurd. What a burden. And and none of us, trust me, none of us can escape this burdensome life. I mean, I've seen it in my own life. I, I can tell you stories, and maybe you've heard this story. One time my dog ran away, my dog Cooper. We, we looked for him for days. We put signs up. We posted on the internet, not wanting to give up. And then somebody sent me an email, and you could see Cooper. He was like this, caged. He looked like a little criminal. And we rejoiced. A time to search. But then the, the clock ticked, and we blinked. Maybe you didn't know this about Cooper, but he was sick. Oh man, was he sick from little on. He would have these grand mal seizures, lose control of his whole body. We gave him medicine. He'd lose control of his bowels, and then he'd get up and he'd act like he had drank a keg. Couldn't even walk straight. And one day I said to a man, enough. He's suffering. We gathered the girls around and said, say goodbye to Cooper. We wept. Oh man, did we weep. We brought him down to the vet. A time to let go. It's absurd. What a burden. We have no control over any of it. The times just just roll us over. The clock ticks. And nothing's more humbling than that. One theologian put it this way so beautifully. That our choices in life are no freer than our response to winter. I suppose you could go running around without a jacket on, but why would you? That would be the height of foolishness. The truth of the matter is, we have to yield. We have to humble ourselves and yield to the times and seasons. We do. We have no control over them. I I, I remember walking into to the hospital room of a high-powered woman who had just had triple bypass surgery. And I was afraid that she would not yield to the seasons. I thought she'd just go right back to work. So you know what I said to her? 
I opened up to Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and said, God calls you to yield. There is a time for healing. We have to humble ourselves and yield to what God is doing in our lives. But not just that. Certainly the times and seasons, they leave us absolutely humbled. But more than that, they leave us absolutely focused. You want to hear a hard truth? We have very little control of our lives. Almost nothing. Politics happens, governments happen, movements happen, pandemics happen. We just get hit by them, times and seasons. We have no control over them. There are so many things that are just above us. We have almost no agency in our lives, but we do have a little bit. Just a little bit. There are some things that are below us. There are some things that we actually can control. We do have free will over just a little things. Two things, actually, according to Solomon. One is our heart. And the other is doing good. So Solomon says, focus on these things. Listen to what he says. He says, I know there is nothing better for people than to be happy and to do good. So how are we going to respond to this relentless ticking of the clock? He says, you can respond with your heart. See, here's the truth. You can respond and become a very angry person to the things out of your control. Bitter, envious, covetous. You can become a grumbler all the time. But Solomon says, you know what's under your control? Your heart's response. Your heart's response to it all. He says, be happy. Be content. Even even joyful for the gifts that God gives to you in your life. And this is where things become really, really Christian, don't they? We don't have to be right like the rest of the world. We can respond spiritually in our hearts with gladness. But not that, not all. He says, also, we have control or over whether we do good or evil. And he says, do good. Love your neighbor as yourself. There's a really famous prayer out there called the Serenity Prayer. Have you heard this prayer? Serenity Prayer. It was written by an American theologian. I think he was, he was a professor at Yale, Richard Niebuhr. And he said this. This is his prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. He's talking about his heart, your heart's response. Courage to change the things I can. Do good. And wisdom to know the difference. So many things are above us but at least two small things are within our control, our heart's response and the good that we put out into the world. So this, in fact, brings incredible focus about how we live our lives. We're humble. We're more humble than we've ever been. We're, we're focused 
on the things that we can do, the agency that we have. And now I just want to talk to you more about how we become more hopeful than we've ever been. And stick with me here because this is the last part of the sermon and the last sermon of the church year. So here we go. More hopeful than we've ever been before. I want you to know this. The times and seasons are outside of our control, but they are not outside of God's control. Not even a little bit. I wish Solomon were here to give his great confession of faith. I think it's one of the greatest confessions of faith that he has in, in, in the entire book. I wish you were here as we plant his two feet and he'd tell you the truth. That Christ is king. Listen to what he says. It's verse 11. God has made everything beautiful in its time. Yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. God has made it. Christ is king. He is sovereign over all the seasons. He's sovereign over your divorce. He's sovereign over your marriage. He's sovereign over your weeping and over your joy. He is sovereign over your, your, your searching and your giving up for loss. He is, he is sovereign over your birth and death. He is sovereign over every time and every season. Christ is king. And more than that, he's made it beautiful. You know what life is like? It's going to sound a little bit like Forrest Gump. Not, not a box of chocolates. Life is like a thousand-piece puzzle. In this sense. You don't have the picture on the box. Only God knows. And it's beautiful, by the way. It's a masterpiece. You don't even have the other thousand pieces. You only have your little puzzle piece. And you're staring at it. What is this? You can see shades of dark. Glimpses of bright light coming into it. Just one little puzzle piece. Because you can't see anything from the beginning or the end. Only God can see it. And the day is coming. I can't wait for it. When you'll come before Christ the King in His glory, forgiven for all that you've done and all that you haven't done. And you'll come to Him with your little puzzle piece and you'll say to Him, Jesus, Jesus, I, I don't get it. Why, why did I have to suffer that? Why did I have to go through that? Jesus, I didn't understand it then. But I trusted you. I saw what you went through for me. I saw you suffer and die. I, I saw your power. When you walked out of the grave, I, I saw that you are King of kings and Lord of lords, but Jesus, I didn't get it. And then you're going to hand that little puzzle piece over to him. And he'll fit it right where it belongs and you'll back up and say, wow, 
It's beautiful. Just, just like you said. But for now, we can only trust him. Don't you see your hope growing? More hopeful than we've ever been before. More humble, more focused. You know, this is an ending. Going to end this sermon. This is a sermon series. We're going to end this year. But I think it's the perfect, the perfect ending. Put the crown on Jesus' head as people have been humbled and focused and who are more hopeful than we've ever been because that great day is more, is closer than it's ever been before. Amen.